Hey everybody, it's Steve and Dave from the Wretched Hive Podcast, and we want to take a moment to tell you about a new show that we're launching called The Electoral College. We want to be your destination show to find out about politics and listen to the news stories of the day and the week, and listen to two friends just talk about what's going on in the country and try to filter through all of the signal-to-noise ratio and arrive at some actual facts and truth. We often talk about politics on the side when we're not talking Star Wars, and so we want to share a little bit of that with you so that you can learn from us, we can learn from you, and hopefully we'll all learn together. There's a lot of false dichotomy out there in the country right now that what's right, what's wrong, this is my side, this is your side, and that's not what's going to move the country forward. That's not what's going to move the process forward. And these dialogues and conversations that we've had as friends offline, we've realized maybe that will spark some healthy conversation about what some solutions are and understanding what the process is that's happening right now. Look for us on iTunes, the Electoral College Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TECpod20. Also, TEC Podcast on Facebook. So we'll see you there. Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. Bad feeling about this. Moss Eisler Spaceport. What are you talking about? You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Scott, the Dark Lord of the Sith is a star in a new TV series. Sweet! It is. I'm not talking about Brett Kavanaugh on the Senate Judicial Committee either. <laughs> I'm talking about Darth Vader, and we're going to tell you all about it because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, September 28th, 2018, episode 71 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire Hive is with us tonight. We're going to start it off, as always, with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Steve, it's so good to be here tonight with all of your huge uh, brains, uh, all of you guys with the huge uh, brains. But tonight, I have a special shout out to my homie Scott Ivansky. Do you know what day it is today, Scott? I don't. What day is uh, September twenty? What is it? <laughs> it is what is today? September twenty sixth today, as we record. September twenty sixth, and thirty five years ago today, sir, a little album. A little band came out. See if you can tell me what it is. 35 years ago today, The Crew. Motley Crew. The Crew. Motley Crew. Shout at the devil. This is, of course, Look to Kill. Scott, Ah. I expect you to sing along. Hit Hit me. Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... Oh, the devil? What are you I doing? thought you were going to play a Poison album. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Put on some 210. He'll sing along to that for sure. Is, is this because it's almost Halloween? We got what? Are we, what, what is going on here? What, Motley Crue, all right. Uh, I wish you would have prepped me for that. I would have had that ready for I know, iTunes. Yeah, that was great. Love that. Why did we go down Greg. that road, Greg? I love that. <laughs> Greg, do you, do you have it marked on the calendar to celebrate the release of uh, Debbie Gibson's debut album, Out of the Blue? Because I know Scott will want to observe that anniversary. <laughs> oh, hells yeah. Dave, only shitty hair metal bands. That's all I keep track of. <laughs> shitty hair metal bands. Hey, hey, the crew early years are not shitty. That's all I'm saying. That was great stuff. Well, man. you know him, you love him. He is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Evansky. Yes, thank you, Steve. I can't do the Stevie B like Greg does, but it's okay. I'm <laughs> I good. like the Stevie B. That was I, strong. That was strong that tonight. Was really, strong. really. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff tonight. I'm excited. Uh, I have some great Scott Watch news coming up. Ooh. And uh, I got some extra surprises tonight. I can't. Oh. I can't really go into it. So. Oh wow. Yeah. I see one of them right in front of you. You, you, know. do, you do. Right you can't miss it. Uh, it's I can't just that wait big. to drink out of that golden skull. <laughs> 
Also joining the show tonight, he's the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. <laughs> Ouch! Oh my god! Is he Hi there? guys. <laughs> Thought he was gone for a second. Oh, I had a. Man. I had a. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I swear to God, Nico, if you had just acted like you weren't on the line anymore, that would have been the most awesome. <laughs> I'll keep that one in mind. Uh, oh, new phone, who dis? Is it normal? <laughs> is it normal to sweat when we record the show? I'm sweating right now. I am man. sweating bullets. Woo. My God. And finally, no. We have. I just didn't believe you. No. Dave! No! <laughs> Under no circumstances. No! 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 Should you ever? No! 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 Hell no! And I mean. No! God! Ever! <laughs> Call him. Harry. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Pardon. No! <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good. That's that's one of the best ones ever. <laughs> I love that one. I could keep going with those too. Turns out people say no a lot in this goddamn. <laughs> uh, should you just, should he just, go on with not it to though? Bill Cosby? No. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, my God. I, I Yeah. So, hey, good morning, good afternoon. Your family is so proud. I would love to hear what your mom thinks about the, your interest. Oh, she you're the only them. one, Steve. You're the only one. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening to everyone out there, wherever, whenever, and however you are listening. Uh, you know... As we were, were talking about before the show and the pre-show where all the fun really happens and Steve never records it, if you had traveled back in time 30 years ago and asked somebody who would be in prison and who would be president of the United States, Donald Trump or Bill Cosby, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know how that person would feel today having written those answers down 30 years ago. Mm, woof. Mm. Woof. That's brutal. Well, maybe they'll both be in jail someday. You never know. One never can tell about these things. Maybe they'll high-five each other as one's going out and one's going in. That'd be kind of nice. Oh, man. Well, if you've ever done jail time, uh, give us a call and tell us all about it. Uh, on the Wretched Hive hotline, it's 562-455. Wow. All of a sudden, the phone lines are lighting up. <laughs> we, have, we are hey, huge in San Quentin, let me tell you. Hey, if you get one call a day, use it to call us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. Make us your one phone call, 562-455-4483. That's uh, 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell HIVE. You're goddamn right, Dave. And uh, you can also find us online at www.therechedhive.net. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can tweet at us at Wretched Hive Pod. Look at Instagram every now and then, Wretched Hive 77. And you can always email us to show. Always. Show. Always. <laughs> we'll try that again. Sh always. Show at <laughs> Wretched, the Wretched Hive dot net. Also look for the uh, app on the Apple App Store. Search Wretched or the Wretched App. And uh, you can also find us on Stitcher and other places where you might listen to this here show. But uh, if you, listen, if you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes, we really would appreciate your subscription. It really helps us out a lot. And leave a review. We've gotten some nice uh, reviews in the last couple of weeks, literally two. But that's great. We love them and we're grateful for them. And we want to hear from you on iTunes. Also, another shout out to our friends in the UK. We want to hear from you, UK people. You Brits do, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we need Call. to hear the birthplace. Well, I guess the the hospital room where Star Wars was born. Yes, there over at Pinewood Studios. Uh, guys, we have a lot to cover tonight. A lot of news. Um, surprisingly, we've got some uh, great. Really? It's kind of the yeah, it's kind of a dead time in Star Wars. Uh, before we get to the news, 
there's some business we got to cover. Scott, do you own The Last Jedi? Uh, no, I do not. You are fake news. Oh. I think that Jameson is, has warped Scott's brain over the years, and I think he's just blacked out all of the 90s. Don't be rude. I just want things to be factually correct. Is that too much to ask? Is that really too much to ask? <laughs> we are fighting the fake news. It's fake. Phony. Fake. Okay, let me take a deep breath and a big <laughs> swig of Jameson's. Here we go. Because I've been nice to Scott. Scott! Hello, Scott. Oh, oh, oh my God! It's ridiculous. Scott Watch 2018. Exclusive to the Wretched Hive podcast, Scott Watch 2018, with your favorite guy in mind, Scott Ivansky. Scott, um, uh, this is a big one. This, this, this might sort of be the cherry on top of the old Scott Watch cake. It tonight. might, but it's not going to get rid of Scott Watch. No? Okay. No, no. All right. You've got some explaining to do. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I'd like to crack something open. Oh. That is a bottle of Black Barrel Jameson, mm. specially sealed and packaged for Steve Baldwin mm. with a golden skull of C-3PO. Mm. Do I get to keep the whiskey bottle after this? Sure, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right. would, would, would you like a full shot of that? Uh, a full shot. Yeah, not a full skull. Not a full skull? Okay, here we go. So he's pouring here. Oh, he's yeah, pouring yeah. in the... Uh... You only get to keep the bottle if it's empty oh. tonight. Oh my god! Oh, it'll be empty. <laughs> I don't think we'll finish the show. <laughs> All right. So uh, now, this is a. Now let me just describe for our listeners. This is a mug. It's it's a. It looks like a coffee mug. It's got a handle. That's just uh, like you would. Uh, let's you get would a hold a standard coffee mug. We'll get a picture for our audience. Okay, I'll pose for a picture. One go. second. All right. Ah, that's perfect. And uh, it's it's in the shape of three PO's head. It's. Actually, the color and shine of 3PO, it's solid gold. It looks like it's like gold-plated mug it's in the better, shape of 3PO's head. It's better than the 3PO from Force Awakens. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that brushed metal mm. crap. And this, this was this was the end of our bargain, right? I was I, right. I was to watch, uh, which what what was the name of that? The official. Name oh. of that release? Oh it was. Um, I, I don't know. That's but, that horrible, horrible thing you made me watch, the Star Wars story narrated by by Anthony Daniels as C three PO. As C three PO. And to drink a little bit of uh, something out of three PO's skull. Now I'm going to toast Steve with a Darth Vader. And in turn, mug. you bought the Last Jedi. I did. You I, now own it. I do own it. So we're going to toast. We're going to toast to and, Scott Watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just got a black eye. <laughs> I'm gonna take a little sip here. Ooh. Oh, it's ah. like Thursday. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that bites. And for our listeners right now, yes, mm. the other three of us are awkwardly sitting here in silence while the two of them are bromancing mm. over a drink. <laughs> big time, <laughs> big time bromancing here. Yeah. Now, now Greg, here's do, you have, do, do you have any romantic music, Greg, on your soundboard that you can cue up real <laughs> quick for these two yes. lovebirds? Oh, you know, please. If, if I if I had access to Scott's extensive library of porn music, it would, now would be the time to break it up. <laughs> you know, there's there is something called post production, people. Don't worry about that. Now, there is some extra information about Scott Watch. Oh, Jesus. All I right. Actually, Aren't we done with this yet? Now, I, no. Wait a minute. I watched the thing. I drank the drink. Oh, you're done. You bought the movie. You're done. What else is there to do? You're all done. You're good. We're solid. I have. You know, won. you don't get paid for any of this. Right? I have. Wa- I get, what? Yeah, I know. I'm out. Three years, man. You okay. Just, what's you your, tell me now? What's your news? <laughs> I have watched all the bonus material. Oh. Every, all right. Okay. I have watched the, doc- the two documentaries that are on the disc. Yeah. Um, all the deleted scenes, okay. which are fantastic, by the way. Why in the fuck would Ryan's Johnson delete those mm-hmm. and keep the crap that was in that movie? So we can actually talk about <laughs> <laughs> about the the deleted scenes yes. and what I think may be, well, certainly top three documentary Star Wars documentary that I've seen. I I. Respect the Jedi and the director. The director I respect and the Jedi. everybody's opinion on this show. I really do. I love the dialogue that we have, but I'm going to tell you right up front, I didn't mm. think it was that great. Okay. I had some problems with it. There was some fascinating information, and I have a new respect for Ryan's Johnson. However, it's the other documentary on that disc that I found more fascinating. It's a breakdown of more technical stuff that was going on, mm. and I really enjoy that. So I will do a full write-up, and I will talk about that. Both the documentary uh, from 
whatever the director, Jedi, all that crap, to the other one. So okay. I'll I'll discuss those. All right. But that's my Scott watch. Well, let me ask you this: Did after watching the documentary, yes, do you feel any different about the movie? I do. Not How a lot. so? Not a lot. I still don't like the movie, but I have less of that hatred and okay anger towards it. Okay. I see a little bit more of Ryan's point of view on what he was trying to do. So, so you've moved more from blinding hatred to strong dislike. Yes. Yes. And. That's a that's actually a really great description because there are things that I still think were poor decisions on this. What you're just like dragging this. <laughs> I'm on. just being sarcastic. It's yeah. like no, that's spot on. That's no, that's perfect. it is. Yeah, it's I mean, spot on. Yeah, and that and that's totally true. Like the whole like we said, the whole Canto bite scene is awful. You know, some of the dialogue is clunky. You know, yep. sure, yep. there's things wrong with it. Yes, yeah. and the text that I sent out to all you guys, I actually did have a Last Jedi viewing. I did watch it again. You watched it again. I did. Well, I figured since I watched Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, I might as well watch Last Jedi. So I did. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations. Okay. Okay. I, I want to I just say, debt paid. <laughs> I took your oh, and I took your picture too. As you, that was part of your demand too. I will get that up there. You had to do one thing, and I had to do like five things. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, and you know what? I want to in the. I'm going to take this time for just one second. Um, I got in contact with a friend I used to know from high school, and yeah. it turns out uh, Todd. I'm going to give him a shout out from San Francisco. Hey, uh, Todd. He's thanks a, for listening. He's a teacher. He does some really cool creative stuff. He's a painter also. Um, found out he's a, a like a lifelong fan of our show. Cool. And loves the show. And I just wanted to give him a shout out. So. All right. But he right. likes we love, Last we Jedi. Love Todd. So we got a problem. We got a problem with that, Todd. Vote for Todd. He's got a great bod. <laughs> Isn't that an SNL skit? <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys, for cool. Scott Watch. I'm going to keep it going, though. I've got some new stuff coming up. All, so. right. All right. Okay. Well, this has been Scott Watch 2018 once again. And uh, I'm just glad that I got to drink some good, good, good whiskey out of Rupio skull. It is some good whiskey. That was a good reward. Whoa, splash a little bit on it. <laughs> that was a good. That's a good reward. It was. I guess it was worth it. It was, it was yeah. worth it. See, it's all yeah. good. All right, uh, guys, let's uh, let's jump right here into this here news section from ABC News World Headquarters. This is ABC World News tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive. So be it. Well, since we're on the topic of. Um, the Last Jedi. I'm going to jump around a little bit because uh, there's an article that we shared on our on our show thread uh, from now. Warning: It's from MovieWeb, so you know it's good. Okay. Uh, but MovieWeb was prolificating about um, Star Wars Nine, and the title of this article here on MovieWeb.com is "Will Star Wars Nine Retcon Raise Raise Parents as Something More Than Trash." Um, says, uh, <clears throat> word on the streets is that Star Wars 9 director J.J. Abrams is going to retcon the so-called mess Johnson made by giving Ray a mom and dad that really matter. But is it too little too late? Despite, and this is the line that I wanted to throw out here, despite a minority of Star Wars fans clinging to the idea that The Last Jedi was actually good, The hate for Ryan Johnson's second installment in the Force Awakens trilogy continues to grow. I hadn't heard it called the Force Awakens trilogy. Hmm. Well, that was kind of interesting. It is movie web. Yeah. <laughs> My new favorite website. That's a good point. And right now, a lot of fans seem bored and disinterested with whatever J.J. Abrams has planned. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of fluff in this article. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. One of the interesting elements that they pull out here though is later in the article he says a unknown source of course saw uh was privy to some storyboards and the one cell that they describe here shows ray with lightsaber ignited looking at two glowy figures hmm. so could those be ray's parents and if they're if they're blue glowy figures <laughs> 
Is what does that tell you about Ray's parents? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Skywalker. They're Smurfs. <laughs> None of it matters because it's movie web, essentially. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, movie web. Damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to move on from the the web of movies to Mark Hamill this week made some news. Did you see his Twitter? Birth, birthday boy Mark Hamill, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In fact, funny you should mention that, Greg, because uh, Mark Hamill trolled Star Wars fans big time leading up to his birthday. This is on HollywoodReporter.com. Mark tweeted out one word per day. Uh, and the first word was the and then purpose and then fans were going oh my god he's tweeting out the title of episode 9 but after at the end of the thread what he tweeted out was the purpose of annoying everyone with inane tweets is distracting from my birthday (laughs) so once again Mark Hamill king of twitter the center of attention and the king of twitter no doubt about it funny guy the only reason you should have a Twitter account, the only reason you should have a Twitter account is because of Mark Hamill. Yes. No other reason. None. <laughs> you mean like nothing else of importance happens on Twitter? or why, uh, why? It, it is a cesspool of hate and despair and just miserableness that, that you will <laughs> never rise out of except unless, I mean, unless you follow Mark Hamill. Well, Mark Hamill and Death Star PR. If, good. if yeah. you are someone who is an optimistic person by nature and you believe in the, the nature of the better angels of humanity, really just spend about 10 minutes on Twitter and your soul will be completely crushed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Accurate. <laughs> uh, guys, shortlist.com has a nice little article about the, the anime Star Wars trailer. Did you guys see this? No, I have not. Gorgeous. Absolutely oh, my gorgeous. God. Oh, Scott, you've got to see this. Um, Nico, I think, would love this, too. If you haven't seen it yet, Nico, check it out. Uh, the article is this. Are you saying because he's a millennial, he automatically enjoys anime? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. You said You're that. Not a I didn't say that. Weeb, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this anime Star Wars trailer is so good, it should be the next film in the franchise. And it's essentially a Star Wars Episode Four trailer done in anime style and it is bitching okay it's really really good check it out i'm sure you can find it on the youtubes the youtubes uh really good stuff they've already done that where they remade the fourth or or the uh that new hope and it was called the force awakens so i think they got that covered (laughs) oh that's right (laughs) wow snarkiness rears its head at minute uh 23 from mr lent (laughs) Um, so check that out. Let's see. What else do I have here? Um, uh, oh, the Star Wars show has some interesting stuff. And I think I have this, uh, queued up here. No, that's not it. Give me one second here. Oh, sorry. Honesttrailers.com or Honest Trailer, I think is, uh, is the channel on YouTube that does these uh, sort of like movie reviews in a trailer form. Oh, yeah. But it gives you like a, the honest opinion, the, the uh, sort of like the what's what's not said, but everyone knows about the movie. And uh, Honest Trailers did a trailer for Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, Greg sent this really out to funny. us on the thread, on the, on the Wretched Hive thread. Yes. And I got to say, props... <laughs> To Greg, because I usually keep up with this, but I haven't seen the solo trailer. This is fantastic. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I, I'd really like the solo movie, but I, I think every comment that they have in their little review trailer here is completely accurate. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> yes, I totally agree, but there is one in particular, and that is his how he gets his name is spot on perfect. So let me play about a minute of this. This is uh, YouTube.com. Screen Junkies, I think, is the channel, and this is the uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story Honest trailer. Check it out. After Disney reshot half of their first Star Wars story because they didn't like what the director did, watch them hand the keys to an exciting new creative team, then reshoot even more of the movie because they didn't like what the directors did. (laughs) 
You're touchy. Resulting in a mixed bag that wasn't exactly great, but wasn't exactly terrible. <laughs> and if that's how Disney plans to bring balance to the force, just sith me up, fam. Prepare for a feature-length adaptation of Han Solo's Wikipedia page in a film that's less a Han Solo character study and more of an origin story for all of Han Solo's accessories, like his gun, his ship, the Millennium Falcon, the little notch in his ship, well, what are you doing? That's the escape pod! His favorite comeback, I hate you. Oh, no. And of course, his iconic dice? Since when were the dice such a big deal? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to play the whole thing, but uh, oh. there's a lot of truth. There's yeah. a lot of truth in that, man. Yeah, the the part where he gets <laughs> seriously. A little bit. The whole name thing is great. Did we really need that? Did what do they really say about the name? That's I exactly what he says. Up. He's like, D we didn't even need that. Why no. do we need? I don't, just seriously, this guy is brilliant. I love his his honest trailers. So let's talk about Solo for a minute because it was released on DVD. I think last. Before last episode, what, we may have talked about it. What is DVD? I'm, I'm Blu-ray. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what is this time-traveling thing you're doing here, Steve? <laughs> I bought the Betamax. I would do that. Yep. And um, actually, I did the digital download. I'm with Greg on the digital downloads. Okay. okay. Although, I, I came to a realization, Greg, on our strategy for this. Yeah. Uh, that we actually own nothing. When we buy that digital download, and <laughs> unless you pull it down and you have a file on a hard drive that's not on a cloud server somewhere, yeah, you don't really own anything. Exactly, you're just paying to lease it <laughs> and to use it when you want. I guess that's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I bought a physical copy because that's how I roll. That's right. I'm with Dave on this roll. one. Nico. So, so when you when you die, Dave, and you shuffle up this Mortal your kids will be able to enjoy this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah this disc or, that you have <laughs> or your kids really let's be honest <laughs> shit throw my kids in there they could use all they can get um nico digital or hard copy neither okay nico hated this movie mm. he was, yeah he was not on you board did, what you didn't buy ricky bobby <laughs> now nope. so, so so after downloading it or after buying it online, I watched it again. Um, I've watched it twice since I now that I I own the rights to watch it online, <laughs> and um, I love it. I love this movie. Yeah. I know it's his Wikipedia page. I get it, but I don't care. It's fun. There is yeah, a great I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, great. No, I I just, I was just agreeing. Go ahead. <laughs> so during the. I, I honestly think commentary. at the end of Solo, in the middle of the credits, they should have just put something up like we sacked the people in charge of the credits and then started doing the credits in a completely different style <laughs> and then sack the next group of people who are doing the credits and then have it all be about llamas. And I, I, think if they had just, yeah, I think if they had just rolled with the whole director change thing a little more, uh, uh, I think it would have been great. I would have been way, down with it's it. It's way meta, though. It's way meta. Yeah. You know, there is a really awkward uh, bonus feature that is the cast like uh read around not not read around but they're like sitting around a table reminiscing about making the movie yeah and of course it's the cast reach around yeah <laughs> <laughs> and ron howard's in front he's just just digging it no uh and ron wow. howard's like leading the conversation and you can tell it was like it was done like you know a year and a half after they finished. It's just so awkward and like forced and yeah and weird and and they all try to make the best of it, but it's just it's just weird. Yeah. So upon multiple reviews, Steve, I have to ask you. Yeah. Did you or did you not notice Alden Alreich mm -hmm. putting his hands on his fucking waist for 90% of the movie? So <laughs> I, I did not notice that at all until you pointed it out to me yeah. on the show. And, and now? And now it's all I see. <laughs> I told you, it's everywhere. It's seen yeah. Every yeah. time he stops and poses and he kind of, he kind of stands yeah. up yeah. Yeah. straight and yeah. looks huh. as... Yeah, it's his, I know. It's, it's like it's like he's the lead in Oklahoma or something. <laughs> hey, Lando, Oklahoma weather. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Nico, if you hadn't noticed that, if that hadn't just tripped in your brain, and then you you can't unsee it once you figure it out, do you think you might have enjoyed the movie more? I okay. The thing, <laughs> I don't hate the movie. 
I don't like Alden Alderaan as Han. I don't. If it was a different actor that was playing Han Solo mm-hmm. in the Han Solo movie, the rest of the movie was great. Everybody else played their part great. There were some qualms that I had with some of the stuff like how he gets the name Solo. That's kind of annoying. But, I mean, it was a good movie. And then Alden made it from a, you know, like, I would have given it like a six or... I think we went over this. I would have given it like a six or seven star review out of ten. But with him in the lead, it just killed the whole movie for me. So whether he's got his hands on his belt and his pocket, giving Han Solo reach around to the Chewbacca, like, I don't care what he's doing, he's still ruined the rest of the movie for me. Yeah. And it's only him. It was a great movie with a shit lead actor. Well, I like that we all <laughs> nitpicked it in our own ways, whether we liked yeah. it or didn't like it. Yeah. But I, after seeing the Honest trailer, they, they always point out a few things that I didn't pick up on. And the one thing that really got to me was the fact that suddenly Chewbacca's eating people in a prison under... <laughs> I, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really notice there's a bunch of dead people down in a pit where Chewie's just mauling on people. Yeah. I don't think that's suddenly. That, that's the old Chewie. He's, gone, he's since gone vegan. Oh, right. he's vegan now. I, I apologize. Well, and yeah. he, was, he was about to shove Han's face under the mud and essentially drown him in the mud until um, Han spoke um, Wookiees with him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And still Alden farted with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he didn't have his hands on his belt at the time. That's all I'm saying. So talking about Han Solo, yes. we've got another classic Star Wars character that's getting a new product. And this is, there's a new uh, BR series that uh, was announced uh, yesterday as we record the show, so Tuesday of this week, okay. by um, Oculus. I think it's Oculus. Okay. Is that right? Uh, do they make the uh, the VR headsets? Yes. Oculus? Yes. Yeah, that's the o- Oculus okay. Rift. O- okay, so they have a new product called Oculus Quest. And uh, this is uh, a, a three-part Star Wars story called Vader Immortal. Hmm. A Star Wars story. It's from ILM X-Lab. And uh, it's produced together uh, specifically for the Oculus Quest. Uh, the Star Wars show, our, our uh, friends over there at StarWars.com do the Star Wars show every week. And they re- they have a, a review of this property. So let's, let's uh, take a look. We're going to listen for about a minute. This is this week's Star Wars show talking about Vader Immortal, a Star Wars story. Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, was officially announced with a teaser trailer for its first episode during Oculus Connect 5 this morning. The new immersive series from ILM X-Lab takes place between the events of Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One and is also connected to their hyper-reality experience, Secrets of the Empire. Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy said, We always look for opportunities to explore the Star Wars universe in new ways. Adding, ILM X-Lab is very excited to be working with David S. Goyer on a first-of-its-kind Star Wars experience which allows fans to travel to Darth Vader's fiery, lava-ridden fortress and wield a lightsaber on his home. Okay, so you're going to be able to, in this game, have an interactive experience with Vader on Mustafar. That sounds pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Their last thing they did, and I haven't seen it, but I heard it was pretty cool, actually. So I'm, I, you know, the, the whole Oculus VR things and the whole, the whole virtual reality get-ups for, for your home computers are still pretty expensive. So I hope I can find a, a friend who's got one of these somewhere, because I don't think I'm going to be doing it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, we so Sam saved his allowance and bought a used Sony VR for the PlayStation. Okay. PlayStation VR. Okay. Yes, PlayStation VR. And uh, so of course his father had to go out and buy the Star Wars game that. Of course. Yeah. They, there was an add-on for battle, for the first Battlefront. For yeah. It. Oh, that's right. It was a download for Battlefront. Yes. That thing yeah. is sweet. It is sweet. Really? You fly the X-wing. We should go in after. Him. No, okay. You, you, you. There's a, there's a mission where you fly an X-wing, and you're in the, you're in the pilot seat of this X-wing. You look down and you see your legs, and you can push buttons on the dashboard. <laughs> Is that what it's called <laughs> when awesome. you're flying an X-wing? The dashboard. Let's go. And then yeah. you, you, you're, you know, you have, you have to follow another X-wing and fly through and do this mission and then come back. And you, I actually got a little like air sickness from it like it, the feeling of it is really is very realistic wow it's really cool okay um but it, nothing probably nothing compared to this oculus rift because it's just you know playstation vr but 
pretty cool though. Still pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I think I you know I don't want to sell it short because I think that the experience from the PlayStation One is similar to the what they have for the uh, for the PC ones as well. I think that I think that's still pretty powerful as far as what you get on the PlayStation One. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, like you, I very likely will not be buying an Oculus. But how tempting would it be though? You've got you can actually like hold a lightsaber out in front of you, and yeah. battle with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there is a um, well, not there, it's just on a similar matter. I did finally go out and pull the trigger on Star Wars Battlefront Two because it oh, was okay. down to ten bucks. So I'll give a review of Star Wars Battlefront Two. Then now that I finally got it, I don't have high hopes for it though. There's a story mode in that one. Is that right? Yes, it's not that's just correct. open world. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's an actual campaign you can play through, and that's probably about all I'll do. Is that so? Cool. Well, I think next week we may have a book review from uh, Mr. Potter potentially and uh we may have a video game review from from greg sounds good most excellent world's shittiest video game review can't wait <laughs> you'll, least, ma- you'll make it, I, you'll make it seem good i thought excellent. that was the masters of terrace classy didn't you talk right oh. yes, yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. which is now canon thank you very much solo a star wars story ah. <laughs> yes this is kevin lyle this is matt from the hellflowers this is anthony pietromonaco this is steve sansweet of rancho obi-wan and you're listening to the wretched hive podcast all right we've got a little bit of sad news we have to cover uh this week also guys uh star wars producer gary kurtz passed away this week he was 78 years old his family put out a statement earlier this week on september 24th gary was a beloved father a beloved husband, father, grandfather, friend, colleague, and mentor whose work and talent spanned filmmaking, photography, music, and cinema history. He died of cancer in London. He was American, but he took up residence in London. I was looking at his um, IMDb page, guys. He was in a lot of the early Lucas stuff, um, obviously with American Graffiti and Star Wars. Uh, he produced The Making of Star Wars. We've talked about that documentary many times. Yes. On this show, Uh, of course, Empire Strikes Back, The Dark Crystal, uh, and then into the 80s, Return to Oz, Slipstream, The Thief and the Cobbler. I've never, I don't know what that is. The Steel, um, and then more recently, something called Gangster Kittens, (laughs) which sounds like Dave might like that one. Yeah. Wow. Gangster Kittens. And, uh, but uh, obviously, most best known for his work. Uh, on Star Wars, and uh, so Gary Kurtz, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. So everybody, real quick, uh, what are the two best Star Wars movies out of all of the Star Wars properties made? What are the two hmm. best ones? The two best ones? Yeah. Yes. It hurts, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It hurts, Jace. You're going to Ewoks, huh? Uh, Star Wars and Empire. Or Star Wars and Empire. Or- New Hope and Empire. Which are the only two that Gary Kurtz was a producer on. So Gary Kurtz is the key to the Star Wars legacy, and it's because of him that we all love this trilogy so much. Fuck you, George Lucas. So we're we're screwed. That's what you're telling us. Exactly. There's no hope now. You know, according to IMDb, he also is an uncredited um, AD on The Empire Strikes Back, assistant director. Wow. So, yeah, he did some work. I, I don't I don't have the full story, but there was a falling out between these two gentlemen, and yeah. that's why he was no, no longer producing when Jedi came around, because he didn't agree with some of the story beats. And so since it was George's property, Gary Kurtz gracefully bowed out, or not so gracefully, because he was pretty vocal about his displeasure with it. But hmm. uh, that's the reason why he's no longer um, producing after hmm. Empire. And I think it's a loss to the franchise, because, you know, he, you know, he took movies which, you know... Star Wars especially could have been really bad. And, oh, it, it and, should have been really bad by yeah. all rights. Yeah. And and I think and I think it's his a lot of his input that helped mold it and and made it the movie that it is. But well, it two, is. Two people really made that movie what it became and that was Gary Kurtz and also George Lucas's wife at the time, Marsha, who ended up doing a lot of the editing job to make it more of a a structured adult feel mm-hmm. in a kid setting. I think I think those two get need to get more credit than they do. She was one of the uh, Academy Award she winners. Did. She did. For her work on uh, New Hope. Yeah. yeah. That, that producer was our last hope. And, <laughs> and George Great. Lucas said, no, there is another and hired Richard Marquand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
there is video footage of an interview with Gary Kurtz that talks a little bit about that falling out, Greg. Um, I'll have to dig it up. Hmm. I'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah, we'd all we'd all like to see it. But I'm I'm pretty sure that Gary Kurtz is who I'm remembering had a great great story about one of the test screenings of Star Wars when it when it still had unfinished you know film in there. They didn't have finished effects. It was just like World War II planes and, and crap. And one of the comment cards that he got back that he saved and framed and had hanging in his office said, uh, "Worst movie I've seen since Godzilla versus the Smog Monster." <laughs> I don't think nice. I've seen that one. Which is the smart monster? Smog. Smog. Smog, oh, smog monster. Sorry, I misunderstood you. I want to see it. I think I have seen the one with the smog monster. <laughs> well, Gary Kurtz, rest in peace, and uh, and our 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 love and and uh, best wishes to your to the Kurtz family, of course. Uh, okay, guys, we're wrapping it up here. We've only got a couple of stories to go, and this one. This one will keep our listeners riveted. Fox to sell minority stake in Sky to Comcast. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I know. Seriously? Uh, Disney, which struck a deal to buy the majority of Fox's entertainment assets this year. By the way, this is uh, Axios.com. Including its 39% stake in Sky, said in a statement Wednesday that it has agreed to the transaction because it it will help offload debt. Uh, so what's in it for everyone? For Disney, letting go of Sky as, as part of their acquisition package of Fox will significantly reduce their debt so they can uh, better invest in their streaming efforts. So that's good for, for us if you're a Star Wars fan and Disney. Yeah. For Fox, it still gets to uh, sell a minority stake. and will focus on those revenues on building its new post-merger broadcast network dubbed the new Fox. And for Comcast, majority ownership in Sky gives them access to millions of Europeans who pay for television in Europe. So the one piece of this that I thought was interesting that I wanted to bring up in the last paragraph, it says, Fox, Disney, and Comcast now own all own a one-third stake in Hulu. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted Dave uh, to share some input on this because I saw some of his comments. I well, and I thought that was interesting given that that Disney is getting ready to launch their own streaming platform, right? So we've got Netflix, obviously, is a mainstay. We're going to have this Disney platform that's going to have all the Disney and Fox properties. But Dave, is the fact that Fox, Disney, and Comcast all own a third of Hulu? How does that play into the streaming? Uh, a marketplace, if at all. I, I think I think the answer there is they don't know just yet. So Hulu was originally set up to be this uh, this conglomerate of the network shows of the networks, the TV networks, the traditional old school TV networks, and Fox, ABC, NBC all went in on part ownership of this, yeah, equally, so that no one really had a controlling stake, and it was. To be a clearinghouse for where their their shows would go for a streaming platform. CBS is off doing its own thing with CBS All Access. So mm. when Fox decides to get out of the game, Disney's now going to have a controlling stake in Hulu over NBC. And there's another small partner I forget who it is. It has like the remaining 10% of it. No one knows how that's going to play out because now one company is actually in control of the whole platform. Disney's been on record as saying that they still want to use it for these other, you know, these other things that are maybe a little off market that don't quite fit in with the the Disney brand that they're going to have over on the streaming Disney service. But honestly, I don't know where Hulu's going to be in a year or two at this point. Hmm. Yeah. Because if if you know NBC suddenly says, "Why am I hitching my wagon to this thing over here that I don't have?" an equal share of at this point. Right. Because they never nobody ever really had control per se. But now Disney does. Now Disney slash ABC has that control. It, it, is I don't he, know that it'll go away because I mean they've got the handmaid's tale. Um there's yeah. stuff there. Yeah, I and I'm not saying it'll go away. I'm just saying I don't know what it's going to look like or what the the long term branding is gonna be for this thing at this point. And honestly I don't know that Disney has that entirely figured out yet? Yeah. So my question is, 
<clears throat> I understand the the uh, companies like NBC and ABC that have stake in it, but when you talk about proprietary content, uh, who owns that? That's Hulu, right? Because they make, like you said, The Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale, and there's a bunch of other shows that are on that network, on Hulu, that they make, much like Netflix does. So, where does that go? Do they sell that that intellectual property to somebody else, like a Netflix, or? So if if Hulu were to just go away, I mean, whatever Hulu owns in terms of creative output, whether it's The Handmaid's Tale or The First or, you know, Runaways or whatever it is, that intellectual property would go up for sale to someone and the the proceeds would get split between the, the remaining ownership group. Interesting. So with Hulu, you've got The Path, which is interesting. It's with uh, the the kid that was uh, that played Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. He's yeah. the star of that show. Yeah. Freakish, um, The Handmaid's Tale, which is wonderful. Marvel's Runaways. Anyone? Yeah, great show. Okay. Oh, okay. Great I... show. Even even better comic book. Okay. Uh-huh. I haven't watched it yet, but I was I've been. It's one of those on my hit list. So. And then I'm just uh, scrolling through the list here of the ones I've uh, I recognize. Battleground, uh, which is a mockumentary. I heard Future Man was actually kind of good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anyone? Sci-fi? I watched a couple episodes of Future Man. It's it's funny. Yeah. It's got got potential. Better or worse than Auto Man? (laughs) Uh, I don't know that I'm familiar with Auto Man. Oh, really, really crappy TV show from the 80s. Okay. No, not familiar. think, Think Tron in terms of the look. But nowhere near as good, and on network television. <laughs> now right. I, I'd forgotten until looking at this list, but there's, there's. I'm a huge Stephen King guy, and there's a couple of great ones here. Um, Eleven twenty two sixty three, the um, oh. miniseries uh, was, based on the book, fantastic, so and, good. And Castle Rock, right? And Castle Rock is, it, but it's, gets great reviews. Yes, it's yeah. it's wonderful, really good stuff. You need to check those out if you haven't. Both of those are really strong. Isn't isn't that other show with uh, the guy from The Office? Always he's always on the Kevin Smith uh, stuff. It's called Ghosted. Is that on that or is that Amazon? Uh, I don't see it here. Daryl, wasn't it Daryl from The Office? Oh, the uh, the the warehouse guy. Yeah, uh, oh. that was an NBC show. NBC or Fox? That mm. was um, Craig Robinson and Adam Scott. That's it. Yeah, mm. but I think that I think that was regular network. Oh, okay. Kevin Smith did a show called Spoilers with Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. That's just him doing movie reviews with an audience up good. at uh, uh, CityWalk oh, in Universal City. okay. Back in 2012, so it's been a while. Yeah. There's, I think there's a couple seasons of that. It's, mm-hmm. He actually... Oh, there's a Carrie Fisher episode. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's quite a bit of good content here. Um, there's so much good contact, content on uh, just across all of the airwaves now. Yeah. Uh, with the advent of uh, Netflix and Hulu and all these other online platforms, it's just uh, a lot of money flowing to pay good actors and good writers to make good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so we shall see um, if this if there's any blowback and uh, if there's anything that uh, Disney slash Star Wars can benefit from from this uh, sale. Well, good. It's good for us and good for good for uh, fans. And talking about being good for fans, last story here, guys. Uh, this is CBR.com reporting Disney plans to use James Gunn's Guardians 3 script. This is confirmed now by Sean Gunn, who is James Gunn's brother. Uh, one of the many questions surrounding Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is whether Disney will use the script completed by writer-director James Gunn shortly before his firing. An early report suggested the studio, studio likely intends to do just that, something now confirmed by the filmmaker's brother. Is this a surprise? I mean, no. I think we talked about this. This was out already. The brother that the it's been it was confirmed. I don't think it was confirmed, but I think it was more okay. than heavily rumored. How about that? Yeah. Didn't we talk about this on the last last episode, guys? Uh, well, Batista was again mm-hmm. um, threatening to leave if they if you know if they didn't use the script. So that it may have come up in that regard. Yeah. Well, he was not. So, where are, any any new news? Where are we on the the cast and their reluctance to come back, unless James Gunn is directing? Do we have any updates on that? I didn't see anything. I haven't seen anything either. 
The only one who who was putting up, you know, words was um, Dave Batista, and mm. and I I think that it was mostly had to do with the fact that he wanted them to use the the gun script at this point. He really wanted him to come back, but he would have been if they weren't going to use the script. He was going to ask to be released from his contract. Um, so at least I think this settles that. But okay. they still haven't announced a director. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got Captain Marvel and Avengers four and everything else coming out, so they've got a couple two three billion to make before. Look, I, I they can just take that movie off the calendar for whatever year they had it slotted for, probably you know either twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, and they can just drop it back on when they feel like it, when they have it all put back together. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're they're Disney. I mean. Sounds crass, but what's the point of having fuck you money if you don't say fuck you every now and again? Yeah. yeah. That Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah. Love that. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So good. And if you look at the movie poster, if you look real closely, there's half a cat running out of frame, which means that we get Carol Danvers' pet cat in the movie, which <laughs> is going to be awesome. It's not really a cat, though, isn't it? An alien? It's not really a cat. It's, yeah, it's an alien that looks like an Earth cat. But it's actually an alien creature and has its own, you know, storyline and role to play and everything. But that—that's why I'm I'm happy about it. I'm like, all right, we get the cat. The cat's probably an alien. It's going to do alien shit. It's going to be great. I love it. It's like the dog that we saw at the end of Guardians. Uh, is is really um, like the all what oh, what is his name? Cosmo. What is it? Isn't it Cosmo? Yeah. And and he's like one of the ultimate beings of the universe, like one of the Beyonders yeah, he, or something. He he's he's the leader of the Guardians at one point, if I if I remember right. Right. <laughs> but I thought I thought he was some cosmic being. Wasn't he like a Beyonder or something? You know, like uh, Stan Lee's playing one of those characters in one of the scenes where he's talking to those guys and the and the monks and the, the Watchers. The Watchers. Thank you. Oh. Good God, Beyonder. <laughs> I just went to Marvel's new universe. Please, Dave, forgive me on that one. I'm so um, sorry. You, you went Secret Wars on me, yeah, then, that's, man. Oh, that's Secret, it. Beyond, Beyonder was Secret Wars. Oh, the first sorry. Secret Wars. There's a new Secret Wars that came out like a like a, about scrolls. Came out about four or five years ago. If I yeah, that was right. Secret. That was Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Sorry yeah. about that. My apologies. I went 1988 Secret Wars, right? Or 1990. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Nice. Yeah. All right. Speaking of trailers, the new yeah. Dark Phoenix trailer just came out of 20th Century Fox. Tonight. What? I did yeah, not they, see her. They dropped that tonight. You're right. I'm mm. going to go home and watch that tonight. Dark Phoenix. Hey, before we move on to the next other... X-Men movie. Yeah. Nice. I'm curious to see how that's going to play out after the last X-Men movie, um, which was mediocre. Which was awful. You can say it, Scott. Don't feel bad. Now, there's things in it that I liked, but there's a lot of that, that I hated. Not as All much right. as other. Better or worse movie? Oh. X-Men Apocalypse or Star Wars The Last Jedi? Oh, God, I knew oh. we were going to do this. Damn it. Cue the Scott Watch music. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're back on, baby. <laughs> Woo! Um... Okay, throw it down. Uh... Which one's better? You got until the end of the track. <laughs> this is for official. My on the God. Record. Yeah, the official on the record. Yeah. God, I hate to say it, man. I'm gonna say X Men. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He thought about it though. Did you notice that? He I, thought about I it. I did, yeah. and that's because I watched that damn bonus disc <laughs> on Last Jedi. I, I, it may no longer be the worst movie ever made. No, I never. I never said that. Did I say that? I'm you, gonna go back and listen to the tape. Oh, you know who said that? Who? Bob Iger. I knew it. Okay. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yahoo! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, what do you got for us this week? You know, it's been a couple of weeks since I actually revisited some true Star Wars tweets. I was telling you guys about whale facts. I was just saying that Episode Nine hadn't come out yet. I, so I feel like I cheated. So I actually made an effort to go out and search something. So Death Star PR is always a good one to go to, guys. They're always uh, they're always bringing the heat, making me feel happy. So it says from September 19th, about a week ago, it says, When faced with a difficult problem, run away, hide in a cave or a swamp, or maybe on a remote island, and wait until someone younger comes along to fix it for you. Ancient Jedi proper. 
<laughs> Death Star PR put that out, huh? Yes, yeah. he did. That sounds like Very Lonely Luke. It does sound like Very out. Lonely Luke, but uh, no, Death Star PR. Very Lonely uh, Luke is promoting a book he wrote right now. So Really? Have we, have we ever seen Very Lonely Luke and Death Star PR in the same room together? That's we true. have not. No. <laughs> is his book uh, all of his tweets, or what is his book? Uh, I think it's not Star Wars related. I think it's uh, like a um, like a just a some other comedy book. I will, you know what? Since we plug his Twitter feed so much, I will go there and I will look up what it is. So it is. Wouldn't it be funny if it turned out that the book was Fear and it's it's actually been Bob Woodward's been <laughs> tweeting all this time? Oh my god! <laughs> it lo- it looks That's like smart. a uh, it lo- it looks like it's a comedy book. So the the title. <laughs> It says superior parenting, but superior is crossed out with a red pen, and right above it is bare minimum parenting. So the book <laughs> is bare minimum parenting is what it is. All right. <laughs> the oh ultimate God. guide to not quite ruining your child. <laughs> and, and, well, Ray, Ray turned out great, so I don't know why Very Lonely Luke is writing a book about that. Right, right. Ray Skywalker, right? We got that. So go and order it. James... Breakwell is the gentleman's name. James Breakwell is, the, is his name. Good. Hey, I want to throw one more plug out before we roll out of this place. Throw it out. Uh, just because I'm involved in this. Okay, bring uh, it. And she's been a guest host on a couple times. Miss Jackie Michelle got the cover of Rocket Magazine. Oh. And yours truly was the photographer. Uh-huh. Rocket, can I look at this right now? If I go to, where do I go? They have. Oh, you know what? This is an exclusive to the Wretched Hive. They have not officially sent it out to the public. So then what good does it do me? I can't it was see sent, it. It was sent to me and her because I'm the photographer who oh took the God, shots. That's amazing. Yeah. So actually I should say this. I got the magazine cover. That's awesome. But it was actually Jackie. She just, she Congratulations, loved. Scott. Thank well, you. Way to go. Thank you. Way this is my first, beautiful. first magazine cover, guys. I'm, I'm pumped. Is this right going to be on like newsstands and stuff? It is, I think, as far as I could have looked up, I'm pretty sure they're at least here and in the U.K., Wow. It'll be on the back shelf covered up by a black sticker bar at a 7-Eleven near you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I... I'm not sure where to go there. I, I was trying to keep the show clean, Greg. You brought us into the porn world again. Thank God it wasn't me this time. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I did kind of help that out. I'm sorry. Well, if you've ever tried to keep your show clean and failed, give me a call and give me some hints because I could use the help, frankly. It's 562-455-4483 at 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell HIVE. Uh, you can find us online at thewretchedhive.net, and you can get there. The easiest way to get there is just to go through our app. We always post all the show notes for the stories that we cover. So uh, go online, and you can find those. You can read them for yourself, uh, either online or through the app. You can also tweet at us at wretched wretchhivepod. And find us online at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Now, if you haven't subscribed to the show, I mentioned it at the top of the show, we need your subscriptions. It helps us out a lot. Please do subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Uh, we would love a five-star review. But uh, any stars are, are fine. We just want to hear from you. And um, uh, Dave, do you, do you have a comment to make? No, I was just saying five five stars. Oh, you can't oh, count oh, five. oh, oh! Yeah, yeah. I thought he was waving like, "Hey, don't forget me." Oh no, I, I got him. I got him covered. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I do that like this, Steve. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the one fingered wave. That, that's what that looks like. <laughs> Not one star. Is that five, what people yeah. are? They're waving to me on the road all the time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah I get that a lot. <laughs> I salute him back. Guys, episode seventy-one is in the books. Any last thoughts? You know, we got a long time before the movie comes out, but we got Star Wars Land in, like, six months. Yeah, spring? Oh, my God, really? Spring 2019? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to do a live remote for sure. All right. And we're going to have to do our our, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000-style movie reviews here pretty soon, guys. Let's do it. We are. Yep, we are. Look for those coming soon to a podcast near you. Thanks, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Another episode in the books. Have a great week, everybody. We will see you next time, and may the Force be with you.
Be with us all. No. <laughs> I always like the witty comment right at the end thrown in by someone. Right, somebody. Right after the Wookiee growl. You guys failed me for the last time. I was trying to come up with something real quick that was like about Marsha Lucas and George Lucas that was like a riff on the, the Martha Washington, George Washington shit from Days and Confused, but I was just too tired to put it together. <laughs> it's all right, man. I get you. 